being there, standing across from Jeremy Renner and Michael Beach in one scene was surreal, but also affirmative uh, of my work mm. and and my dedication and perseverance. Mm. And it felt like I was I was home. I was finally home. I was where it's at. Welcome, everyone. You are now tuned into another amazing edition of Sonya on Air. I'm your host, Sonya Hudson-Payne. And how do I start off each and every single show? You guessed it. I have another great show for you. Coming up in just a few short moments, I have actor Marcus Brandon. Now, let me tell you something. I got to be honest. I haven't even watched the show that he's on. It's streaming on Paramount Plus, and it's called Mayor of Kingstown. Now, I've heard great things about this show, but there's so much to watch on television. So I purposely didn't watch this series, which is in its second season, because convince me, convince me. Every day, every weekend, I'm looking for something new to watch. So tell me why we should all be watching Mayor of Kingstown. And plus, he lives in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. We got something in common. So I'm excited to bring Marcus into the studio in just a few short moments. But before we do all of that, of course, what do I need you to do? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can subscribe to Sign Your Net, which streams across every major streaming platform. Okay? Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their auntie, to tell their cousin, even tell their uh, cousins that's incarcerated. Because the mayor of Kingstown, this series, talks about a family who owns this business. And um, it's about incarceration. And gang members. So, you know, I'm a Brooklyn girl, New York City. So that's just right out my front door. So I'm just curious to see how it goes down in the other cities and states. So if you're watching this on YouTube, not only subscribe, but make sure that you hit the notification button. The notification button every time I upload an all new Sign You On Air celebrity interview where I unpack their pivotal moments and their milestones, you'll be the first one to know. So why don't we do this? Let's take a quick commercial break and I'll be right back with Marcus Brandon. Stay tuned to Sonya On Air Celebrity Interviews. Do you work out on the regular? Fuel your cart goals with Instacart, the go-to service for quick delivery straight to your home. Use the special Sonya On Air link below. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Sonia. How's it going? It's going great. You know, it's early in the morning, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, we're here. 
We are here. We are here. Let me tell you something. The first reason why I am so enamored to have this conversation with you because you live in Brooklyn. I do live in Brooklyn. Don't tell me you live in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh, now, come on. Yeah, represent. Brooklyn, yes, Brooklyn. represent. So the Brooklyn vibes are just coming across yes. the screen. I'm here for it. Yes. How long have you been living in Brooklyn? I've been in Brooklyn for like six, seven years now. Oh, yeah. so any type of you know Brooklyn lingo that you picked up on, like ah uh, nah nah nah. <laughs> you know, I try to pick up on New York lingo in general, so I could I could fake it to make it when I'm out of town because I'm not a real New Yorker, but you know. <laughs> I know, you know, I've been born and raised in New York City, well Brooklyn girl, and even people okay. get on me because there's something famous that New Yorkers always go to get from the bodega, a oh, chopped cheese. Yeah, the chopped cheese. The chopped cheese. <laughs> Have you eaten chopped cheese yet? I have had the chopped cheese. It's it's not my thing. It's not my thing. But don't, you know, maybe we shouldn't record this part. I don't want nobody to come after me. (laughs) (laughs) No, come after me too, because I don't eat meat. So I'm a pescatarian. So I'm like, well, if I get tuna, is that a chopped cheese? And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a fish with cheese on some bread. That's what that is. <laughs> it is, but you know, I hear that you're a military kid. How was I that? Am. Oh, growing up in the military was a, a wild ride. It was so much confusion as a kid. You know, as a, as a kid, you just kind of go along with what your parents say because you know yeah. that you have no control. So if they're like, we're leaving tomorrow, you're like, oh, okay. And uh, that's kind of what my life was. I was there for like two or three years, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're leaving again. But oh, wow. uh well, you know, kids are also resilient, so I was resilient, yeah. and you got to get into flow. It became it's my norm, you know. After a while, uh, but I am so grateful for that experience because I got to see the world at an early age, and I that, that was priceless because I think it made me not only a better person, but you know, more open minded, um, more capable of being open to receive other people's cultures and differences, and and a lot of a lot of uh, attributes that. I appreciate today because I could fit in a lot of different different situations. You could throw me, let me tell you, I, I, I lived in trailer parks. I lived in projects. I lived in suburbs, inner cities, foreign countries. So there's not like, there's really ever a situation where you cannot throw me in and rarely ever a person that I can't relate to on some level. I like that. I like the resiliency. I love it when individuals can go into any room and show up and survive. So mm-hmm. what's the biggest lesson besides resiliency has that mm-hmm. taught you? Because you spent some time in Europe as a yeah. black boy with a black family. Yeah. How yeah. did you experience navigating through Europe? Yeah, as, as a kid, I wasn't always aware. Um, I can't imagine what my parents dealt with. Uh, Cause sometimes we, you know, sometimes you live on a military base and then when you're on the military base, it's like this TV show, perfect streets are clean everything looks the same it's like a bubble so you're a little protected uh, but when you're off the bases and, and you live in off base and you're emerging other cultures then depends on where you live but if you're in some countries you know there's 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 racism everywhere you know yes. uh, a lot of countries especially european countries have a long history of it and it's still there just like in america um i think the biggest things as i started to grow up i realized a lot of differences and I realized when we go to like the pharmacy there was not a lot of products for like our our hair or our skin you know and those things and then you see the ignorance or the tolerance level of, of what 
these countries have for racism and, and inclusivity. And even to this day, they still struggle with that. Yeah. And they, you know, cater to the masses, but you have to realize that there's, there's diversity here. There's people right. that need certain products depending on their culture. So mm -hmm. um, those things are there. There's still obstacles, but you know, we come a long way, but still a long way to go. Yes, we've come a long way, but still a long way to go. And the lessons that you learned, I'm sure that you are imparting upon your children. So okay. how are you teaching them to navigate in this world that doesn't really appreciate our melanin? Yeah, um, you, you know, we're, we're in, is, my kids are young and they're in a um, situation like my son who is six. He's learning about racism in, in school and, you know, Martin Luther King Day just passed by. So they teach about Martin Luther King and, and what happened to him and why. And, you know, the kids can be black or white in their thinking at times. So they're just like, well, he got shot and white people hate black people and right. that's it. Know, yeah that's it <laughs> but you know i gotta be like hold on slow down slow down slow down you can't not you know everyone's not the same you know mm -hmm. and you have to understand you can't just like uh, people people often stereotype black people pick black people one blocks uh, uh one block or one one box and they forget that we're a multifaceted species just like everyone else and there's so many different kinds of of black human beings, the black diaspora is vast. I, even I didn't know growing up how vast the black diaspora was. You know, it wasn't until I was like a proper age that I knew of um, Dominicans and Ethiopians and, and South Asians that were black and mm -hmm. all over the world, the aboriginals from Australia. And I started yes. to really understand that, wow, there's so many different type of black people in this world. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach that to my kids that, and, and, and I want them, you know, I want to work on their hearts. You know, mm -hmm. for, you know, the mental stuff will come later, but I really want to instill and in, um, the kindness and the goodness in their hearts and nurture that. You know, I don't—they're they're already sweet kids, and I don't have to do anything to anything more to instill it. But I want to nurture it and continue to raise them that way. The mental stuff will come, and um, and I will prepare them along the way. I, I talk to them now, like. People are not, they're going to treat you some type of way because of the color of your skin sometimes. There's times when I've been to the playground and my kids get ignored or my kids get treated a certain way by, by other kids of a different color um, where they get excluded. And I have to tell them, you know, some, you know, sometimes, you know, these kids, they learn from their parents and right. they don't like, you know, they don't want to be around you because of the color of your skin, but it's okay. This is how you deal with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an ongoing journey. <laughs> Very much ongoing, just like Brooklyn. The borough of Brooklyn is very much ongoing. Yeah. You got the good Brooklyn now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in Brooklyn for 50 years, so you got the good Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear. So I hear. much diversity going on in Brooklyn. I love mm -hmm. my borough. I represent for it as much as I can. But let me just transition into why I'm excited about this conversation. Mm -hmm. I am a television fanatic. Oh, yeah. that is what I do on my downtime. I work yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I'm always watching new things. I'm asking people, listen, what do I watch? Even last night, I was yeah. going to watch Mayor of Kingstown because to be honest, yeah. I haven't watched it. But I said, nope, nope, oh, nope. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it because I want to have this conversation because I want you to convince me. Yeah. Me, <laughs> I, myself, and yeah. everyone should be watching Mayor of Kingstown. And what kind of drew me in, because like I said, I'm a Brooklyn girl. It mm -hmm. talks about incarceration. Mm -hmm. 
and gangs. I said, that's out right out my front door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Tell us, what is the mayor of Kingstown about? Oh, mayor of Kingstown um, is about is about a guy or a family, the McCluskeys, who are peace brokers is, is what they call themselves. And they, and they broker these peace deals between law and the gangs and the criminals inside the prisons. Um, and as you imagine, when you when one thinks they have the power to broker deals and keep a peace, you know, amongst uh, these these uh, organizations, things can go left real quick and that tends to happen in the show um it's based in, in the area of, of michigan where there was like a mile of like seven prisons uh, all close together this is like a real thing um it's based on the area where hugh dylan one of the writers and, and stars in the show is based um and, and as in this locked in intricate system of prisons within that area, there are, you know, a lot of uh, interactions and, and deals uh, between them going on. So this is what the show is kind of based on. And then what I really love about it is when they talk on the incarceration, it's just not like, look at these thugs over here, these bad people, and they're just bad and they're doing bad things. It's not just about that. Cause as you know, when you're incarcerated, not everybody's bad, you know, right. some people, some people are even innocent, you yeah. know, and, and some people just made mistakes. Um, but there's so many different people in, in, in the prison, so many different cultures and again, diversity within prison. And they talk in this show, they really touch on the inequality and the racism within prison, the mistreatment right. of how they treat prisoners and prisoners of different races. And I love that that's a big part of the show because it really is not really talked about a lot, you know, in, in, in other shows, uh, in past prison shows, uh, that in shows that are based on incarceration. So I love that part. So if you want to see it from that perspective, yeah. see it. But most of all, you got to see this cast, this star-studded cast. Not only, you know, Jeremy Renner and, and Diane Rice and and uh, my boy, Michael Beach. Yes. You know, I grew up yes. watching Michael Beach. Soul Food, come on. Yeah, yes. Come on. That's another reason, okay, I said, okay, let me see who's in Mayor yeah. Pete. And I said, oh my gosh, legends, yeah. icons. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of in, you know, yeah. so the conversation, he just has to bring yeah. it home. But how was it acting alongside such influential actors? And what did you have to do in order to show up and show yeah. out? Yeah, I mean, it was surreal because my very first scene, which uh, my character, Diedrich, is introduced on this, the second episode of the season, which was last Sunday. And the scene is... Uh, I couldn't ask for a better intro. They made they made me look so cool on on the screen. So I was like, yeah, I was hyped. But in the scenes, me along with other, I'm the leader of the Bloods and other gang leaders. Toby, who was a uh, also a lead on the show, who I'm the rival of, who's the leader of the Crips, and then Dylan, who's the leader of the Aryan Nation, and my boy Ray, who's the leader of the Latin Gang, um, who they refer to as Mexicans in the show. So that. Jeremy Renner's character and Michael Beach and Hamish is they're all meeting up with us to broker this deal again to, to, to kind of help take a rein in control of things. And we're in this remote area and it, it just, again, it gets crazy. Um, but being there, standing across from Jeremy Renner and Michael Beach in one scene was surreal, but also affirmative uh. of my work mm. and and my dedication and perseverance mm. and it felt like 
I was I was home. I was finally home. I was where exactly where I was supposed to be, you know. And, and it's like the world was like, here you go, you know. Yeah. We have we have Michael Beach. We have Jeremy Renner. But guess who else we have here? Marcus Brandon. He's here. Okay. He is, he is arrived. You better talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I love when you said that because I always say that you are exactly where you're supposed yes. to be. You mm -hmm. do the work, mm -hmm. patient, mm -hmm. it's inevitable, and also have faith. Yeah. That's also important. Yes. So let's just give a little backstory because this just didn't, didn't happen or show up out of nowhere. No. At what age did you realize that you wanted to be an actor? Oh, I mean, that, that goes way back. I, I wanted to be an actor when my parents used to use the TV as a nanny. Because when you have a nanny, they'd be like, yeah, go watch TV. I got to do something. So when we, we was, you know, staring in front of the TV for hours, and I realized how much watching someone, someone on screen affected me. Like, I watch a, a Kung Fu movie. As soon as I get done, I think I'm a ninja or something. Wow. And I'm going at it. Yeah. I think I got all the moves. Go outside and get my butt whooped. But... <laughs> You know, so I just realized, or, or watching a detective show, and I think I'm a detective, and I saw the influence that these characters were having on me, and I was like, I want to grow up to be a ninja, I want to grow up to be a, a, a detective, but then I was like, no, I want to grow up to be this person Wow, who's influencing me. I want to grow up to be this person that's creating this magic. Yeah, And I just saw this world, and I was like, something about it was just calling me. Mm -hmm. And Throughout the years of my adolescence, I wasn't like focused on it. I didn't get pinned in no acting classes or anything like that. But it, whenever there was a local play, I was like, I want to do that. Kind of, okay. I want to be in that. So every few years, I would hop in one, whether it was middle school, high school, or college. And then I pursued it. I was pursuing football for a while uh, professionally. And when that didn't work, work out, I chose to walk away. And I was in DC, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping it sticks. It sticks, right. You know, <laughs> It was sliding down, um, hopping in, play to play, local plays, sometimes bootleg plays. And I'm just like, yo, I'm trapped in the circle. If I want to do this, the universe was telling me, you got to go to the Mecca. You got to go to L.A. or New York. If yeah. you want to be do this, get in the mix of where the energy is. And at that time, there wasn't, you know, we didn't have all these podcasts and YouTube no. channels. There wasn't, you can hop on the social media and become a star. You right. didn't have to be there. So, um I was like, I gotta, I gotta go um, to New York, and that mm -hmm. was the rest. And I went there. I was like, I'm going all in on this craft. And got it, got it. But I just want to capture a few of your talking points because I want to make sure that my audience, you know, it lands on them too. Yeah. Persistence. Mm -hmm. Go to where the action is. You move to, you know, you said either L.A. or New York City. You participated in a number of plays and, and, and productions. And even though sometimes they told you no and the spaghetti didn't stick on the wall, yeah. still persisted through it because now you're exactly where you know that you mm. should be. And that is playing, what's the name of your character? Diedrich, Diedrich. on the mayor of Kingstown. But also what I also want to mention is you said that your parents placed you in front of the television and it just opened up a world of, who are these people, people, who are these actors? And maybe I can do the same thing. And this is why I feel that television and media in general really has to have a, a big responsibility mm. in the content yes. that you put out. What do you think about the mm. this era of television? Because you have young children. Do you think that you can now place your children in front of the television and they now see responsible content? Yeah. Ooh. That's a good question. 
<laughs> I think um in this in this current times, uh, we're so oversaturated with content. And there's a thin line because there's so much to offer and good 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 content. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good content, but it's hard to keep up with them. And then you got technology everywhere. You can watch on so many different devices now. My kids will sneak and get their iPad without me knowing. So, you know, parent lock controls are real. And uh, and and there are definitely shows that do provide a lot of responsible content. But I think there's, there's always going to be that balance in the world. So there's always going to be shows that I may not agree to as seen as responsible content and my kids can get exposed to that. And I think there's a responsibility, not only on the parents, but there's a responsibility on these networks to um, understand the message that's coming across. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't put out shows that may have influenced someone to um, build their, their hatred towards another group are, are, as we all know, growing up, people outside in America and outside America, all they all saw African-Americans as just thugs. Yeah. And it wasn't because they they knew us or they seen us in person. That's all they saw on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that, is, I think, is a, an example of how irresponsible these networks can be our producers, our content, you know, the, the, the gatekeepers can be because if they're only allowing content that shows a group in one way, then of course the world's going to be influenced. Just like I was as a kid to think, Oh, these people are, are no good. Right. And I'm glad now that we have um, more diverse content for, especially for, for, depicting black characters and don't get me wrong i love a good gangster film i, I love i love playing Deidre, you know uh but i also love that we're coming out with the the krentas and the isas uh, isa rays and they're developing these other country uh content i'm so inspired by all of them and then you have all these up and coming uh black artists melanated artists that are in hollywood that are just taking the world by storm and they're showing the world that we're more than just what they've been depicting us as for the last half decade, uh, half a century. Um, so we're here, but with my kids, you know, ultimately it comes down to me to say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this is how I got to put boundaries around. This is what you guys are able to watch and please, you know, let's have a conversation. You want to watch something yes. else? Talk to me first. You know, yes. Yes. Figure this out. And and that's how I raised my daughter. She's now 27, but I know that there was content that she. Well, you got 27 year old. Get out of here. I do. I got the good black. Yeah, you got. Be grateful. <laughs> you got it. Yes, I'm so blessed. But she's 27, and when she was younger, she watched things that she should not have watched, and I was aware yeah. of it. But we sat down and we had the conversation because I knew that she couldn't avoid it. Mm-hmm. It would come in her radar. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I had to be a responsible parent and say, mm-hmm. okay, I know you're watching this. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we still do that to this very day. Yeah. Anything that is maybe elaborate to unpack, we have a conversation. For example, I took her to a Broadway play last week. We saw the collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, the collaboration between um, Andy Warhol and John Basquiat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And okay, I said, well, after this, I know you're 27, but you're still learning. You ain't grown yet, child. Let's talk about this. What did it mean for you? And how will you convey this message to your friends? Yeah, yeah. Share the knowledge and information. So as participants watching on screen, but you are an active participant going to audition for roles. Have mm-hmm. you ever faced any type of racism or colorism? Oh, I think there's 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 always colorism um present and and i have to acknowledge my my own privilege being more fair-skinned and understanding that there's opportunities i get just because on tv i could be depicted as the the safe black guy right you know and there's going to be there there are opportunities provided to me because i fit into um that category of Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan and stuff does that. Oh, we could show him this guy, you know. Uh, and it's it's not fair, and and it's a it's a it's a crazy world to navigate, you know. Because um, I also do want my opportunities, you know. I want a career that I I can get to, and and I hope to have influence over the opportunities presented, you know. When when I get more power in Hollywood, I don't want to just be an actor. I want to also influence the industry. And so colorism is is present, not necessarily where there was a negative experience for me, but I did realize my privilege in some situations. Uh, racism is definitely there. Uh, I do experience that with roles. That that is there. Like we, there's sometimes just like you know, you just meet you meeting our quota. We got you here because we need a black person <laughs> in in this role or right. in this performance. Or um, you get on get on set thinking you're going to be one character, and then all of a sudden you're just a, a last thought, you know, and you start getting removed, or you're not spoken to a certain way. But uh, the world, there's there's so many different people on set as well, and sometimes you might experience this from somebody in production that's just a one bad apple in the in the, in the batch, you know. Uh, but you can't. You can't be afraid to speak up for yourself. You know, if if you're too timid, they will see that. If you you know if that fear is there, they will see that, and they will continue to not only treat you that way, they're going to treat the rest that come after you that way. So you definitely always, at the end of the day, stick up for yourself. You know, and your career success is not worth you sacrificing your mm-hmm. own morality or your own um, your own pride. You know, you you don't want someone to say. Oh, I could stomp all over them and, yeah. and get in my way. They do what I want to do. You have to stick up and take charge for yourself. Um, yeah. You'll be happier in the end. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because you know it isn't easy for people to advocate and stand in their truth and to mm-hmm. tell someone mm-hmm. no. With that will come some consequences and some repercussions. But you framed it in such a way to say, if you don't allow yourself to speak up, you will be dishonoring yourself. Mm-hmm. diminishing yourself you know mm-hmm. just true story i have another you know interview after this and after that i'm going to the police station because they hung up on me yesterday no you will not like i'm all i'm that one <laughs> yeah. okay we got something to talk about <laughs> <laughs> i am that one most definitely you know just been living in my community for 50 something years i've seen the changes i've seen the growth if you're supposed to come into my community and support the community, how dare you act like I'm not an active mm. member of my community? Mm. So I need my statement to be on record and documented because mm. I want to see change in mm. my community. So, you know, 
although it's uncomfortable, I owe it to myself yes. to do that. So, yeah. you know, in the genre of acting, you have to have a healthy dose of self-esteem. Yeah. I know that you've been told no a million times. Oh, man. What is the self-conversations that you have with yourself to pick yourself back up and say, I'm going to try again tomorrow? Yeah. Um, I think I was instilled as a kid from my parents that I could do whatever I wanted to do. I could be whatever I wanted to be. And I'm a, I was a gullible kid, so I, I believed them 100%. I was like, oh, if you say it, you're my parents, it must be true. <laughs> so <laughs> I grew up always having that confidence in myself. Um I, I grew up an athlete, uh, which, you know, being on, in sports and having that discipline and dedication instilled in you uh, okay. goes a long way. Um, and then now I'm all a big part because I've talked to actors who were successful. And the one thing they all said is what we touched on earlier was the key to success for a lot of people is just perseverance. Mm. So, talent is one thing. Planning is one thing. But most of the people that succeed are the ones who stuck around and again i'm gullible person i said you, you ain't gotta tell me twice i'm a dedicated person so i stuck around stuck around so i just have that that faith you know as we spoke to spoke to about earlier as well that faith and and that belief that it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time and, matter. I, and i'm here now but it's also just a matter of time Yes. Until I'm that blockbuster Hollywood actor that you're going to see in the movies on Christmas Day or July 4th. Yes. And, um, have you seen that latest Marcus Brandon movie? You know, you guys are gonna be talking about um, speak it, speak it into it, speak it into existence. That's so, so, yeah. so important. You know, I subscribe to that too, where you know, just a high dose of faith. But there is just certain objects. Well, there's one particular object that whenever I'm embarking upon something that may be uncomfortable or may be a reach, I wear this cross that I've had. I bought it about maybe, maybe about 25 years ago. Yeah. That's just gives me so much courage. Yeah. I learned somewhere that that's what your beard does for you. You refuse to <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> Talk about that. Why is there so much power in your beard? Because you know, as women, don't touch our hair. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Talk about your beard and why that holds so much power. Um, I don't know. I, I love having my beard. Um, it's been cut way too many times for roles. Uh, I try not to sacrifice the beard, but uh, again, sometimes people, you know, they find it safer if you don't have a beard. But for me, mm -hmm. uh, there's there's you know there's power and energy of here, um, you know it, a lot of the the great pharaohs and kings all had beards you know, and I feel like I I'm in the, again that confidence along that way there's there's power, in, in in my beard and having my beard gives me a certain stature, and um, is it, it <laughs> has its own personality I guess you could say, <laughs> um, it's definitely not the same mark as when I don't have the, have the full beard and I, I've had it bigger than this but. I also know sometimes there's a limit. <laughs> the beard can't be taking up the whole screen. But, uh, so true. So true. So your beard has uh, another personality. It's like deemed another person. What is your dream role? My dream role? Oh, um, there's an there's a old general, African general named Hannibal, who uh -huh. went to war with Rome, and he rolled in. Um, on elephants, these big elephants and stuff. And I would love 
to to portray him. There were there was a limited series I think on on History Channel once, uh, but it didn't get the the, the notice that it should have. I want to do a limited series of it on like a platform like HBO or somewhere or or a movie would be great. But playing playing something like that in in like a Spartan era would be ideal for me. I would also love to to have a, a good detective show, you know, mm. uh, come like Idris Elba's Luther, something like that would be definitely right up my alley. But I'm open to to everything. I want to be so many things. I want to have a movie or a show where I'm in space. I want I want to experience it all. Uh, but it. definitely yeah. keep my faith. But sometimes, you know, when we don't see it, we have mm-hmm. to be it by creating it. Yeah. Have you yeah. thought about writing? Yeah, I'm currently writing and creating stuff that uh, I hope to produce uh, myself and or will produce myself and will you'll see, you the world will see it in the years to come for sure. Uh, it's going to be great. I got some good sci-fi comedy stuff in, in my pocket that I can't wait to show. Um, and it's definitely another passion myself. Writing directing is another passion uh, for me, you know, because I think the more you can spread yourself out, the better. And the more you can control in your career, the better. I'm not saying we all, you don't have to do it by yourself. A lot of things are, are best to include people. But mm-hmm. in this Hollywood, in these days, if you can create your own show and put your own team together and have more control over your own path, you know, you know, create your own seat at the table, then go for it. Yes, yes, yes. I love it, love it, love it. And that's just something that I found a lot of, you know, celebrities and influencers that I have conversations with on mm-hmm. my platform. Yeah. They start off acting, but then they have their hands in different, you know, experiences. Yeah. Writing, directing, producing, acting mm-hmm. is just not one thing. And I always tell people the best way to stay broke is to do one thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> impact put yeah. your hand in different spaces be a creator mm-hmm. control your own narrative that's mm-hmm. what great leaders do you know mm-hmm. and what i also learned about you and this is something that i don't watch but my daughter watches mm-hmm. you're also on gossip girl i am on the reboot of gossip girl she yeah. told me it's different she said it's not like the original girl this one yeah. kind of t- takes us a, a spin what's so different about this gossip girl than the original I think I think I don't want to speak wrong on the original. I don't want the fans coming from. <laughs> but I would say this second one is probably uh, a bit darker, a bit more edgier, oh. um, a bit more diverse on the palette of of, of characters in in color, uh-huh. uh, and it it would be like I, I would compare it to Brooklyn versus Manhattan. Uh, okay. No. okay. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your character on Gossip Girl? I was brought in as this new uh, security official on there. Um, unfortunately, they, they canceled the, the show. This is the last season, so he won't be coming back. But Uh-oh. it was still a great time while I was there. Um, it was a great show to be on. It was cool to be around the cast. I learned so much. It was very fun. Um, that that there was a director, Erica Watson, who uh, directed my my episode, and a young black woman, uh, nice. super cool, super talented. And you know, we I was one of the few melanated characters on set that day. And not saying the show's not diverse; the show's very diverse. But that day. It ain't that diverse. Let's keep it 100. <laughs> <laughs> we sprinkle here and there, but you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm saying they got melanin on the show. Okay. But, <laughs> but uh, that day, it wasn't a lot. Uh, and But she, when she came through, she was giving the greetings. And she was like, hey, how's it going? How's it going, everybody? And she walked by me. She was like, hey, she took a second look. And she saw I was a melanated person. She said, oh, what's up, brother? Okay. <laughs> so we had a little moment. But having her welcome me like that uh, was a great feeling. Yeah. You know, when yeah. we have our tribe. Yes. Face that's often not accepting of us makes all the difference. And she yes. made me feel so comfortable and so welcome and so loved. And I am grateful for her uh, being there. I love it. So why was the show canceled? Um, honestly, I, that's above my pay grade. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I, I always want to know those things because I know like on last week's episode of, of Simon yeah. Money, I was talking to an actress yeah. whose show was canceled. And I just wanted her to communicate to my audience, like, what do we as fans, as viewers mm-hmm. need to do to make sure that great shows, you know, get renewed season after season yeah. after season? We definitely have to watch. But what I want to ask you is, like, is there a certain time that we need to watch? Let's say if a show premiere, okay, mm-hmm. let's go to uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Mm-hmm. That streams on uh, Paramount Plus on yeah. what day, what time? Uh, Sundays. Okay. Um, it's released, uh, I guess, uh, the morning of Sundays, 3, okay. 3 a.m. Eastern. Um, it's released midnight, Saturday at midnight on the Pacific Coast, but 3 a.m. Eastern. But so anytime Sunday, you can you can watch it. But of course, watching it as soon as possible gives more ratings and yeah. the more ratings there. And then um, also just a conversation online, you know, just spreading the awareness and and making sure that mayor of Kingstown staying in the news. But, you know, there's also times where I see a show that I like uh-huh. and it gets good reviews and great ratings. And then networks just had to make a cut. And sometimes, unfortunately, that show just ends up on the cutting block because of other shows are, you know, just as good. And for whatever reason, the producer's like, nah, I don't want that one anymore. Right, Sadly. right, right. So Mayor Kingstown is already in its second season. Do you know if it's been renewed for the third season yet? Not yet. I hope so, but not yet. Uh, Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, Jeremy Renner just had a terrible accident earlier this month, praying for his recovery. Um, And I know this next film will probably be delayed a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know they're thinking about, uh, I think originally it was going to be starting to film in spring, but now it'll probably be in the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, just fingers crossed that there will be a third season. It's a great, great, it's a great show. It's a phenomenal show. If you were a fan of like The Wire, yes, uh, Oz, Oz, yes. Oz, then you're going to love Mayor of Kingstown. It is, yes. it's one of those. And I hope it gets the culture following just the same because it's really good. And you never know what's going to happen in every episode. You never know who's going to die because, you know, a lot of people definitely kick the boot and, you just, but it's in that Game of Thrones fashion where anybody can get it, and you just never know. So even when I get the scripts, I'm crossing my fingers and praying for Deidre because you just never know. You just going. never know. I'm definitely going to be tuned in because you know it's in its second season, so I have an opportunity to catch up and not feel so overwhelmed. Like yeah. you mentioned, Game of Thrones. I heard so much about that series, and I wanted to watch. But then by that time, it was like in the 60s. And I said, I ain't got time. Nah. I ain't got time for all of that. that. <laughs> we catch up on Mayor of Kingstown, which streams every Sunday on Paramount+. Plus. If you're yeah. like me, 
Saturday or Sunday at midnight. As soon yes. as Saturday closes at 11.59, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. waiting for episodes to start streaming across streaming yeah. platforms. So today's Saturday, yeah. 11.59, I'll mm -hmm. be on Paramount Plus making yeah. sure that I start watching Mayor of Kingstown. Are you yeah. currently auditioning for any other projects or can we expect to see you on any upcoming projects? Yeah, yeah. Um, my manager is keeping me busy which I love. It's a blessing. And, and I just had another show, Poker Face, come out uh, yes! Thursday. Yes! And uh, I'm on episode three of that one playing a uh, country uh, Texas sheriff, Sheriff McDonald. Uh, got to act alongside Lil Rel and Natasha Leon, okay. um, which was amazing. Yeah, and Natasha McDonald, who all, and Larry Brown, very amazing stars. And that show and Ryan Day, all the writers from Knives Out. And if you ever seen Knives Out, then you can uh -huh. imagine how entertaining the show. You haven't seen Knives Out? No. Oh, hey, you gotta go see. You gotta watch Knives Out. That's another think. one. What what platform is that on? Knives Out. Knives Out is a is a movie. Um, oh. And there's a, they just came out with the second one, Knives Out Class Onion, that's on Netflix. So you probably can watch both on Netflix. It's mm -hmm. just an entertaining mystery show. You know, okay. uh, one of those. Someone dies and who who did it? <laughs> okay, okay. So, so in that same type of vibe, uh, Poker Face is about Natasha's character where she's on the run for something, but she has this knack for solving mysteries and murders. So every time she goes to a new town, she, there's another mystery that she somehow falls into and she ends up uh, helping them solve. But it's a fun, fun, entertaining show. So definitely check that out. I, I, have, some, I have some more shows uh, later this this year. One I'm not really supposed to speak about, but it's uh, Three Women. I'll be on there uh, with Wanda Wise and Charlene Willie. Um, but that's on the hush-hush for now for me until they haven't announced I was on it officially. But uh, I'll be on there. And then I have an indie project coming up uh, that will be shooting in the Philippines, which should be a... a fun ride a fun adventure uh and i'm looking forward to that but i'm constantly auditioning and you never know but i know one thing you will see a lot of me this year i yeah. want you i want you to be almost tired of seeing my face like <laughs> dang marketing is everything no i can tell that that is definitely the trajectory because all of the shows that you're currently on and i was definitely going to watch on um, poker face Every show that you mentioned, you know, is is on everyone's watch list. So you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So we know that there is only going to be, you know, a a, a strengthening, or yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to be catapulted into yeah. the next stratosphere because you prepared, you've done the work, you have yeah. the food, and yeah. you have. Skill, so you know yeah, it's yeah. Cool. <laughs> true. Right, I'm, trying, I'm I'm out here like you. I'm out here, you know, trying to take over. Just grinding, child. Just grinding. <laughs> That's one thing I can say about Brooklyn. You know, we just come from a culture where maybe ignored. Yeah. And in order to be successful, we had to do whatever it took. And thankfully, I have, you know, two dope, 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 dope parents who yeah. really instilled in me the power of faith, the power of persistence yeah. Yeah. and turning a no into many yeses. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Speak on it. Yes, turning those no's to yeses. Is, is yes, yes. Name, you know? But how can my audience continue to follow you? You know, because yeah. we're going to see your name on many, many, many shows and yeah. we want to get tired of you. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out. I'm mostly on Instagram. Marcus Lorenzo Brandon is one long handle. I'm trying to find a way to shorten it. So if anybody has suggestions on a better handle to short 
let me know. But check me out, Marcus Lorenzo Brandon on on IG. You can go to my website, Marcus-Brandon.com. But IG is the best place to get in touch with me. And that's where I keep people up to date and fans up to date on my latest materials. Got it. Got it. Well, I'm going to follow you on Instagram and I'm going to yeah, tell you what I think about the mayor of Kingstown. Because yeah. what I do every single week, I spotlight mm. all of the shows that I watch, encouraging other people to watch. Mm. So I'll tell you. I appreciate real, that. Real talk if I really liked it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <I see laughs> okay. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for this conversation. Continue yeah. blessings. Thank um, you. we love thank to you. see you on screen. We are loving where you are about to go. Yes. So you just get ready for it because it's oh, happening. I'm ready. I've been ready. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, son. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it, uh, engaging conversation with Marcus Brandon. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? Working actor, this is something that you all need to, well, this is someone, he is someone that you all needed to hear from. This is what I love to do on Sonya On Air, speak to celebrities in television, film, music, fashion, and beauty to unpack their pivotal moments and their milestones. Because you see them on television, you listen to their music, you wear their beauty products, you wear their clothing, but you don't have any idea any idea how they got to where they are today. So it's important to have these conversations because let me tell you something. What we watch on television, the music that we listen to, we go on social media. I don't know about you, but child, I'm triggered. I'm triggered, triggered, triggered. Just this morning alone, just this morning, woke up and I know they tell you that it's a bad idea, but because of business, I check my emails. I want to go on social media just to see, you know, what's trending. That's the first thing that I did this morning. I opened up my Instagram account and I had to see the police murdering a young black boy. And I was like, this is so triggering. And just yesterday, I went on social media. I went on Instagram. It's just about for like five minutes. And the first thing that I saw, once again, something very, very triggering. As content creators, we have to be socially responsible because once again, there are parents who really can't afford a nanny, a babysitter. So their children are being placed in front of the television. They're giving them their phones. They're giving them their iPads. And children are learning based upon the experiences and the narratives that you are placing on television, film, music, on social media. And then when you wonder why everyone is showing up having trauma responses, this is why, because all they are seeing is trauma. So I really want to make sure that I'm having socially responsible conversations here on Sonia On Air. And this is why it's so, so super important for you to not only listen, but to subscribe, to share, to post a comment, because we need to see these things. There will always be traumatic events, episodes on television, in film, in music, and on social media, but there has to be an equal balance of it all. The universe just has to balance it all. But what it appears now is that the trauma, the irresponsible content is like this. It's like this. It's just rising, rising, rising. So what I do now since the beginning of this amazing new year, before I press 
record. While I am researching my guests, I'm just like, what's the purpose? What is the purpose of the conversation? What do I want to leave my audience with? What do I want them to carry with them for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year? I want to make sure that it is resonating responsibly. So I'm hoping that this is what Sonia on Air is doing for my audience. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you hit the notification button. Um, this has been another amazing conversation with actor Marcus Brandon. Make sure that you go and watch him on The Mayor of Kingstown, which is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm, I'm for real. Like, I'm definitely going to watch. There's so much content. There's so much content. And I'm, I'm going to watch it. Um, it definitely does sound like a, an amazing series because the premise of the show, um, just a family. What do they call the, the McCluskey family? Yeah, the McCluskey, McCluskey family. Excuse me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. They are power families in power brokers in Michigan. Brokering deals between incarcerated individuals, gang leaders. Um, Brandon plays the character of Diedrich, the leader of the Bloods. So I just want to see if it is giving us more than other uh, prison or jail films or television shows has has given us i just want to see like what's the difference what's the difference between this and them so i'm gonna be watching and i'm definitely gonna give him and you my honest opinion so if i liked it check out my social media because i will be highlighting it if i don't post anything about it <laughs> eh -eh. <laughs> i didn't like it so um i'm off to watch the mayor of kingstown Follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, what is that? TikTok. The two platforms I'm really, really on that I love, love, love. Instagram and TikTok. I'm a TikTok girl. <laughs> so follow me. Continue to watch. Sign you on air. Make sure that you subscribe. This has been another amazing edition of Sonya on Air. Thank you for watching. Smooches dolls. Take care.